0: This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit FilmGeekRadio.com for more great shows.
1: Hello, movie addicts. Welcome to Cinema Fix, your stop for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. I'm Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined today by my fellow dealer, Frank Reddy. Hello. This is episode number nine of Cinema Fix, and uh, today we're going to be talking about Tarsim Singh's new film, Immortals. And if this is uh, your first time tuning into Cinema Fix, all you need to know is that this is the show on Film Geek Radio devoted to discussion of mainstream blockbuster film, and each week we release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to right now, Uh, is a more general discussion of the film with no spoilers. That'll last about 10 minutes, and then part two of our episode will contain spoilers, and it's going to be a much more in-depth look at what does and doesn't work about the film. As I mentioned this week, we're going to be talking about Immortals. Frank, why don't you fill in our listeners on what uh, Immortals is and what it's about, what they can expect if they go to see it.
0: I don't know if I'm the best person to ask. Uh, I spent most of the movie kind of mentally counting down the minutes in my head until I got to leave the theater. I went into the movie completely neutral and remained completely neutral until the end of the film. Immortals is about... I don't know, Andrew. What's the the movie about? (laughs) You take it from here. I honestly don't know. I could not tell you what happened in the movie. And again, that might be another spoiler.
1: (laughs) There's a Greek hero. There was a beau. There was a bad guy.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, as far as the plot, that's about as good as it goes.
1: Okay, so Immortals is one of those sword and sandal epics, kind of in the vein of Clash of the Titans. Uh, it's directed by Tarsim Singh, and it's about this guy named Theseus, played by Henry Cavill, who is a peasant. And it's about the evil King Hyperion, played by Mickey Rourke, who's trying to find the uh, Bow of Epicus, which is this ancient artifact that will allow him to essentially unleash these evil titans and take over the world. Uh, and there are gods like Zeus looking over things from heaven, hoping that this won't come to pass. But they've decided they won't intervene in the affairs of man. And it's up to Theseus to take down King Hyperion himself. First of
0: all, Andrew, I want to beg to differ on your plot summary. Okay. If you remember, in fact, you wanted to release the titans so that the titans would destroy the gods we had a grudge against thank you
1: you're okay you're correct
0: (laughs) yes let's try and get the plot right those writers put a lot of time and energy into that story
1: all right here's a clip listen to me fight for honor fight for your children fight for your future fight for immortality Okay, Frank, Immortals is kind of an interesting movie because it's coming about a year and a half after Clash of the Titans, which I hated. I don't know if you saw. I couldn't bring myself to watch it. It was a terrible, terrible film. Like that movie, Immortals is also in 3D, and it's kind of drawing on these ancient Greek archetypes about the gods and mankind and supernatural creatures that need to be destroyed. And the difference is this is directed by Tarsim Singh, who previously directed The Cell with Jennifer Lopez, and a movie called The Fall, which is actually really good, and you should check it. I would encourage all of our listeners to check it out if they haven't seen it. Um, what did you think of Immortals, Tarsim's take on Greek sword and sandal mythology?
0: I thought that it was quite bad.
1: Okay, do you want to elaborate? We, we Let's start the clock now and say we're, we're, we're going to talk about... We're going to give our general impressions of this film for, for 10 minutes. So let us know. What did you think? Dive into it.
0: Well, I thought that the story was virtually non-existent. Uh, the script was a hodgepodge of, okay, we should probably move them to a different location now and probably move them to a different location now. There wasn't really much of a story. Uh, the characters were... Two-dimensional at best, with really no arc, no goals, no reason to root for them. Nothing very interesting or quirky about them. Can't really even tell one from the other. And the direction, I thought, bordered on gaudy. It utilized the 3D format, but utilized it in a way that, hey, this is 3D, so I'm going to put a massive tree branch in the middle of the frame, just because it'll be cool to have a massive tree branch popping out at you. I thought that it got in the way of the storytelling instead of enhancing it, what he did with the
1: camera. and the So so what you're saying is Tarsim failed to live up to the ideal of 3D that was promised by Barry Herald and Kumar 3D Christmas? Is that what you're saying? Uh, more or less,
0: yeah. I, I feel like he, he failed to. There are other directors like Steven Soderbergh, I feel like, who do lots of movement with the camera and lots of interesting things. to find a way to blend it into the movie much more, much better. Um, And they do great things with the camera without necessarily calling attention to it, which is the way I think it should be for a movie. I think it tells the story. It doesn't become the story. So I, I was very, very unimpressed. I was left wanting more, not more of the movie, but just wanting a different movie with more better stuff. Okay. He says eloquently.
1: Well, I'm going to disagree with you. I actually kind of liked the film. I agree with you. Story-wise, it's pretty bad. It's pretty basic. I mean, it's it's Greek mythology films 101. You've got your peasant hero who's going (laughs) to rise up to become a great warrior. You've got your ancient artifact that needs to be found. You've got your villain that's planning on uh, unleashing the titans. You've got this war brewing between the titans and the gods. I mean, we've seen all this stuff before. So I agree with you. There's not a whole lot in terms of the script. However, I do think that Tarzan brings something to these proceedings as a director that does help it stand apart from other films in this genre and, on the whole, make it a better experience. Such as? Uh, For example, while I won't say any of the acting in the... Well, I won't say the performances in the film are spectacular... I thought they were they were decent. At no point did I find myself thinking, "Oh man, you just delivered that line so terribly. Get off the screen. I'm irritated by by your presence in this movie." I mean, I thought Mickey Rourke uh, brings a great deal of menace to his portrayal of King Hyperion. I thought Henry Cavill, while he's a fairly standard, you know, he's he's just kind of your your your, your typical handsome leading man, unlike someone like say Sam Worthington, I didn't think Henry Cavill was a robot. <laughs> he actually did seem to have a, a small amount of screen presence and a small amount of personality, which I liked. I liked the fact that Zeus wasn't an old guy with a beard throwing lightning bolts. I thought that was a kind of an interesting take on Zeus. And, you know, even though there are a few lulls in the proceedings, on the whole I felt like it moved from A to B to C fairly efficiently, and I felt like I could understand the mechanics of the plot. Like, I could understand, oh, you need this bow of Epicus, because that will help you unleash the Titans. Oh, you need to stop King Hyperion, because he's destroying villages everywhere, and he killed your mother. Basic, but I get it. You've got a clear motivation. I can go with it. And I think that visually, Tarsum is one of the most talented filmmakers out there, just for, on a technical level. And right away from the opening shot, you can tell you're into something that's going to be visually spectacular. Just The opening shot is just this cage, this box in the middle of this cavern that the camera slowly pans around and through the uh, slits, in the side of this box, you can see the uh, Titans lined up perfectly symmetrically. And it's, it's a really incredible image. And the movie's just filled with these really striking, very precisely framed images that really stuck out to me. So it, 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 I kind of feel like this is what Zack Snyder wanted to do with 300. I feel like even though 300's not a great film, and Immortals isn't a fantastic film... Tarson was at least trying to bring some weight and some visual maturity to the proceedings as opposed to just be flashy.
0: See, my problem is, is you can say films are primarily a visual medium, which is true, but I, I don't think you can ignore the narrative component, which is you're trying to tell a story, and this, I don't think this tells a story well at all. I think that the goal is to have people care about the characters or even for the script to even in something like this where you know you've seen this premise of the the you know the peasant who has to rise up and lead a thousand times I think it can still be done well and this didn't do it well at all like this didn't even make give you like make any attempts to you know have you kind of root for the character and follow the character and show his development there was nothing there and uh, to me all the visuals in the world can't make up for that
1: I can understand that that sentiment I would argue, that because this is such an archetypal story and these characters are these very stock Greek heroes, I don't think he's really trying to do anything subversive with the genre. I think he's trying to just tell a standard Greek epic. And, you know, when I think of stories like The Odyssey, for example, I remember reading The Odyssey, and I didn't care too much about the characters. I wasn't like, oh, no, I'm really invested in these people's lives. But you go along with it because it's a sweeping tale, because you're going to um, have these really interesting standard archetypes in place, like an ancient artifact, like monsters that need to be fought, and you kind of just want to go along for the hero's journey. So so I was willing to f- forgive the f- formula of the script, primarily due to the genre and primarily just due to the weight of Tarsum's visuals, that he brought to to the proceedings.
0: I mean, I'm not really asking for anything subversive to be done. I'm asking for a story to be well told, and the story wasn't even well, like, even in that basic plot, the story wasn't well told at all. It was random. Uh, there was no, this happens, so they're going to do this, so, and then that happens, so they're going to do this. It was just like, well, we should probably get moving on to the next part of the story now. And I don't think that it's too much to ask to have something be well done, even if your goal is to just make something extremely simple, I think you could still have a solid story and and this just didn't, it didn't at all. And then to me, you know, the question in my mind is then why make it if you're not going to try and tell the story well, or even add something new to it, why put it up to the screen? I mean, if he's a visual filmmaker, great. Turn those visuals into something that deserves to be told, with that much beauty and scope. Don't spend it on disposable crap that... Really isn't even fun. I mean, you and I were talking about Die Hard before this, and a lot of the Die Hard movies you can argue were very formulaic and simple and equally disposable. But the, you know, essentially, there's a great character at the center of it, and they're always well told for the most part. And so my argument becomes: why waste his talent on something like
1: this? Okay. Well, I think there are a few interesting elements to the story. That did catch my attention. We'll talk about those more when we get into spoilers. But essentially what it sounds like is you weren't very hot on the film, and you wouldn't recommend that people check it out, correct? I would not. I would say go check it out. Be aware that you're not going to get a fantastic story, but if you want to spend a Friday night at the movies, definitely go. See it in 3D. It didn't give me a headache. I thought the visuals were spectacular, and it's, it's worth the money, I would say. You could do a lot worse at the movies than Immortals. Not much. Not much? <laughs> not much. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll talk spoilers in a little bit, but that will wrap it up for part one of our discussion on Immortals. Be sure to tune into part two when we really get into the meat of the story and, and different elements and whether or not we, we liked them. You know what could have benefited from Tarsem's visual take? Jack and Jill. I think that could have been an amazing movie, if only. Don't forget to tune in next week when we will be discussing a film that I've been looking forward to for quite some time now. One of the uh, most beloved franchises currently in the culture today. One of the greatest heroines ever conceived. One of the best, most touching love stories ever put to film. That's right. I'm talking about Twilight, Breaking Dawn, Part 1. See, now we're just throwing my money away every <laughs> week. <laughs> now we're just... Well, you need to understand, Frank, that when you pay to go see Twilight, Breaking Dawn, you're paying to see what will likely be an incredible comedy. The feel-good comedy of the year. It will be, absolutely. And as you can, our listeners can probably tell... I'm not a big fan of the Twilight franchise, but I think that they're so despicable and horrible that I will I will happily go see this one to laugh at it. I will not. <laughs> That's a different story. All right. Well, we'd love to get your feedback on the show. You can email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at www.filmgeekradio.com. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes. So if you like this episode, please write us a review and help get the word out about the show. You can also donate to us through the website. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, It really helps us survive so that we can become immortals like those we saw in the film today.
0: If you give us money, Andrew will stop making jokes like that.
1: (laughs) Will I, Frank? Will I? For the right amount. (laughs) Uh, Frank, where can people find you online?
0: Uh, F. Ready at Twitter. It's
1: FJ Ready, Frank. Is it? Really? It is. You don't even know your own Twitter address. I really don't. <laughs> I haven't checked
0: my Twitter in I don't know how long. <laughs> uh, also, my blog, Quite Frankly Entertainment. haven't been there in a while either.
1: So, Is that uh, quite frankly Dot wordpress. Dot wordpress. wordpress.com. All right. I'm Andrew Johnson. You can find some of my writing at Uh You can also find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Andrew. Uh, Be sure to send me a message and let me know that you're a listener of the show so I can follow you back and we will continue the discussion of movies. All right. I'm Andrew Johnson. I'm Frank Reddy. And have fun this week getting high on cinema.
0: This has been a Film Geek Radio production.
1: Film Geek Radio!
0: Yeah!